0: And we're back at it again. Hi, friends. So today I have this awesome, awesome girlfriend of mine that I met up in New York. We were at the Revolve Around the World Festival and we totally just hit it off. It was actually me, her and two other of our girlfriends. And you guys, I can't explain to you how when you just meet somebody, you know that it's kind of just like your long term friend or you feel like you've known each other for years or you just feel very attached to them, even with just knowing them for a couple days. This is Vic. Vic also is the most amazing girl boss. She's a hustler. She just gets it she loves fashion. She's had a fashion blog since forever. And I mean, her style is absolutely amazing. I honestly have just kind of been following Vic. Again, we met in New York, I think about a year ago, two years ago, whatever, a year ago. And you know, I've just kind of been watching her from afar and seeing what she's been doing in her business and, you know, kind of in her own sphere of influence. And she's been slaying it. She has been featured on, let me back up. She started kind of back being this content creator, kind of being this fashion blogger. She started this blog back in 2017 called In Fashion We Trust. And from there, she kind of was like, look, I'm, I'm not quite sure what I'm doing here, but I'm going to go for it. You know, I, I love fashion. I love Revolve. I want to get on it. Then she got picked up by MTV and was on the show X on the Beach. From there, she has not only developed this amazing following because her personality is larger than life, just like she is, but she also was able to really hone in and find her passion through network marketing. And I kind of have always been a skeptic and she even kind of talks about how she was a skeptic about network marketing situation but she freaking slays. On the episode, she even says that she hosted a chat with 500 women. She's their mentor. She's their business consultant. She teaches them how to make six-figure incomes and just freaking slay. So I'm so excited to have Big Vic Energy on the show today. I'm so excited for you guys to hear all of her passion, all of her value. And honestly, she has so much to offer. Her advice and just the way that she chooses to live her life is so motivating, so inspirational. And I honestly was like loving it. I was literally just drinking her Kool-Aid during this entire episode. So love it. Let's get excited. And welcome, Vic, to the show. Under the Influence Podcast is all about bringing together brands, influencers, thought leaders, and communities to inspire and empower a positive impact. Each week, I will dive into the power of influence over the ever-changing, trend-chasing, and slightly obsessed entrepreneurial and influencer community. We talk insider tips, tricks, the latest buzz, and even our top not-so-secret happy hour cocktails. My name is Whitney Ekis. I'm the owner and founder of Ekis Marketing and the Influence Movement, and we are about to get under the influence. hey guys welcome back to the show today I have my longtime friend miss Vic Vic and I actually met in New York when I was kind of roaming around Soho and I was actually we were out there for the revolve fest I believe yes and man dude we had a time and a half
1: <laughs> we definitely did I think you had uh, a, a more crazy time than me but I I tried <laughs> I tried uh, I tried to keep up.
0: Dude, you were right there with us. I just remember we, it was like, gosh, it, that was probably my favorite trip in New York. In fact, I've actually said this. I didn't fall in love with New York until that trip, until we ran around Soho. Really? dude yeah with between you and celine and jen it was it was the best we
1: really we really like bonded i felt like we were had known each other forever it was so (laughs) weird that we met and just like we all like hit it off so well like it was just it couldn't have gone better i did not expect to go to revolver on the world and like actually make friends you know
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah, we met you on that first night, right? Where was that baby grand?
1: Yes. Yes. It was the after party. Of course.
0: I'll never forget that because I went along with Jen and she's like, look, like I get to bring a plus one. Like, do you want to come with me? And I was like, yeah, dude, done. And so we went into the bars and I remember that everyone was kind of like creating content, getting their shots. Mm-hmm. Like when I say shots, I mean like photography. Yeah. And- <laughs> I think <laughs> we
1: were taking shots though. <laughs> we
0: were taking shots. And I think we were like literally like the five people that were partying the hardest. Yeah. That night. <laughs> it was the greatest.
1: Serious. And I remember the two of you were just like sitting on the couch and you know what? And I, I will say, you know, a lot, a lot of these girls are not really the friendliest. Um, so you two are sitting on the couch and I was like, these two look pretty nice. I'm like, can I sit here? You guys are like, please sit down, like hang out with us. (laughs)
0: <laughs> dude. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Because it was like one of those things where it's like, they're there, dude, they're there for revolve. They're there to get the shot. They're there to do the outfits. They're there to create the content. And I was kind of like, yo, like I'm here cause I'm in New York. Like I'm here to network. Yeah. I'm here to meet people. And I was like, yeah, this is a little, this is a little out of my comfort zone. I'm used to like, yeah. you know, the marketing industry and we're just yeah. drinking and partying and having a great time.
1: Yeah. That, and that's, I think every time that you step out of your house and you're around people that you otherwise wouldn't be, you know, around is a time to be networking yourself. So that's, I think that because we have that similarity, that's kind of why we, we all were able to click like that.
0: Dude, for sure. So K okay, girl. I'm so excited to have you on because, number one, you're killing it. If you guys follow Vic on Instagram, she actually has her own hashtag called Big Vic Energy, which is (laughs) such a mood. uh, You have this awesome, crazy story from being on MTV's X on the Beach to kind of this amazing fashion influencer, blogger. To now you're just like the queen of Monet and you <laughs> actually got a car out of it and moved yourself down to Tampa and you run yeah. a team of a, a, a crazy amount of girls. So yeah, let's start at the beginning. Tell us about X on the Beach. Tell us about what you were doing and how you eventually got over to Monet.
1: Right. So I was, uh, I, you know, I had a full-time job. I worked in the fashion industry and then I also was like a a super micro influencer, you know, um, as well. That was my, my goal eventually was to, you know, make money being you know, a blogger and all that, but it's hard. It's really hard to, you know, make it in the industry. So it's something that I was just making a, a really, like a side hustle, but more like a hobby because I really wasn't making money from it. So then when they they reached out to me, uh, X on the Beach, however, they came across my Instagram, um, you know, I didn't have a ton of followers, but whatever caught their eye, they ended up emailing me. I ended up being on the show. I was 22 years old. I was crazy. I was partying. I, I was definitely, uh, you know, just enjoying myself, having fun. I didn't, I wasn't, you know, in anything serious at the time. And I did not even realize what doors that was going to open for me because, you know, it's not the, the, most huge show in the world, but it definitely put me on a larger scale that I otherwise wouldn't have had the opportunity to get so quickly like that following. And so, yeah, after, you know, being on the show, I ended up quitting my job, uh, my full-time job because I just, I really was never meant for that nine to five lifestyle. And I don't, I do not mock anybody who does it. Um, I think that we are programmed. We grow up that way to be programmed for, you know, to have that lifestyle, you know, you go to school, you get a job, but my brain just never, never, uh, got used to that one. So I ended up quitting my job and starting, you know, Monet and it really took off and it has changed me as a person, you know, of course, as you know, X on the beach was two years ago when I filmed that show. So uh, I don't think people realize that because it only did film last year, but you know, I was 22. I was like fresh out of college when I did film it. Um, and so from then to now it has Monet really has changed my whole life.
0: Wow. That's incredible. And tell us, you know, I feel like too, we need to kind of unpack Monet because, you know, yeah. you've seen these other things like Roden Fields, you've seen, you know, different, I don't even know, I guess Mary Kay, I guess that's an older one. Yeah. But you actually like manage a team of women. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you post these stories and you have these women that are actually creating livelihoods for themselves right. and you're helping them, you're mentoring them. So right. tell us about that.
1: Exactly. So I think that network marketing... Is really starting to take over, and I think that you know it had such a negative uh, thought, like to to strangers, to someone who is not familiar with it, myself included. Prior to joining the business, I was like, "What? What am I getting into? Like, what is all this?" Like, I think that network marketing uh, might scare some people. You know, it might it might let. I think just some people just see it as a sales thing. Like and yes, yeah. ultimately you are selling something. But r- what it comes down to is it changes lives. It works for everybody who allows it to work for themselves. Some people mm-hmm. are join and they are still so scared that they will not leave their comfort zone, they will not get out of their box and they just do not let it work for them. Mm-hmm. But if you work for the business, it's going to work. So you know, yes. I, ultimately, I'm. I'm. First of all, the, the Monet is an, a luxury anti-aging beauty company. We are selling, you know, the top of the line, best of the best hair products, quality products, and we're actually the number one grossing uh, hair care company in North America right now. So we are, we are taking over beating out brands, you know, in revenue that have been around for 30 years and we are about to be a five-year company. So this, this shampoo is seriously, you know, taking over. And so, yes, ultimately we are selling something and and the end game here is to, to become global and to get everybody using, you know, these amazing anti-aging products. But what it turns into is more of a mentorship of train of helping women become, quite frankly, millionaires because we have a, a, a over twenty millionaires in the business already in a four mm-hmm. four year time span. Um, you know, people bringing in hundred thousand dollars a month plus. And we're mentoring people on how to run home-based businesses, how to you know have that entrepreneurial lifestyle, how to run their own teams, how to you know get better at time management. Whether they're mothers and you know they want to they want to make money, but they don't have the time to do other things. You know they're running a home-based based business while raising children, or where you know mentoring the college students who are about to be a hundred thousand dollars in debt. Which by the way, I this year just paid off my student loans, which I if, if I didn't join Monet, I would have had easily another 10 years of paying my student loans easily, but I I just finished paying that.
0: Congratulations. Yeah. That
1: that's one. Thank you. That's one of the, most amazing things that the business has done for me. Yes. We talk about the rewards and the cars and the trips, which we can definitely get into. But I think, I think it's a bigger picture. It's not about, you know, the glitz and the glam and that stuff. It's about the lives that you can change through that mentorship, you know? I
0: love that so much. And I love that, you know, you're, you're helping these women. And like you said, it, it's, there's so many perks, which we got to talk about the car. You want, you got a car. I keep yeah. saying like you yes. won a car, you didn't win a car, you yeah. earned a car, but tell us yes, about that. Yes.
1: Yeah. So, you know, when you get to a certain point, I think I was five months in the business, which, you know, when I, when I joined the business, I instantly had a passion for it. And that's something that I want to make sure people understand is that network marketing, whatever, whatever company you're in, whether it's Monet or another one does come with a lot of rewards. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people see those rewards as so unattainable and so far away and so out of reach. But if you have the passion for what you're doing and it shows, people want to be a part of that. And so I was somebody who hit the ground running. And so I grew a team fast Mm -hmm. and I was selling a lot of this product. So within five months, you know, I got to the qualification, you know, period where you are eligible to earn a, a Cadillac. We have, it's a white Cadillac. It's our motor club, the Monet, uh, motor club. And so you get a white Cadillac. And so you have to just maintain that rank for like three months. And then that's it that you can lease it or you can buy it. They, and they will pay it out for you. Like it is, it is such an amazing program. And, and by the way, I never owned a car. I never had a car before joining Monet mm-hmm. being from New York, you know, I, you know, living on Staten Island and working in Manhattan, that commute does not consist of a car. You take the ferry or you take the subway or you take the bus. So I never had a car, but it always was, it was always a struggle because I am from Staten Island. I'm not from Manhattan. So I don't always have access to, you know, taking public transportation. And so I was sharing a family car for seven years of of driving and I, you know, with school and my mom going to work and this and that, it was becoming such a headache. And so, yeah, earning this car, you know, it's an amazing thing, but again, it comes back to changing your life because Mm -hmm. I'm somebody who just never had the funds to be able to, you know, pay for insurance and pay monthly for a, a leased car. Like it just, that wasn't that wasn't a priority for me to be able to just put money towards something like that. So yeah, yeah, the car, it's been amazing. And I, and I have a couple girls that are working towards getting their cars right now. So I'm really rooting for them and we are working, busting their butts, working (laughs) super hard to get them to get the, the cars now.
0: I love that so much. I love that you guys are just like such a team. So tell us how you did this. I mean, I see you on Instagram. I see you kind of I don't want to say promoting it because when I watch your Instagram stories, I don't feel like it's a salesy thing. Mm -hmm. I legit see you on these like Google hangout calls with like 30 other women, but Uh how, how did you get there? Like what did you use social media? How did you kind of blast this out and build this team so fast?
1: Okay. So X on the beach really was that life-changing opportunity for me that I didn't realize it was going to be, because I have to say that the following that I have and the audience that I have predominantly came from that show. And so from, you know, if you will, promoting from, from talking about it on social media and just showing this lifestyle that this business has allowed me, um, that is where a lot of, of, you know, my team has come from through social media, through people finding me from X on the beach and then realizing, wait, like she's not just a regular reality TV girl. Like she runs a business. I could do this. I could be a part of it. I'm confused. Like, so a lot of people inquire and reach out, um, and in the beginning you know of joining the business being that I, I joined right around when x on the beach started airing i was getting a lot of, a lot a lot of girls you know a lot of people joining and so that kind of has died down but what i do now now that i'm in the i'm in the business for over a year now now that i'm in the business for quite a while um you know i I've realized a lot of things. I've learned a lot of things. People can join because they see, oh my gosh, she's doing it. I want to do it, this and that. Um, but this is this is work. You are truly a business owner, and if you don't have a business owner mentality, um, you're, I, I hate to say, you're not going to last. You need to have that thick skin. You know, you're not going to run a business because somebody from X on the beach is doing it. You know, like it's, yeah. it, that's not going to happen. So you know a lot of people have fallen off and i feel like it has led me to the team that i have now which is what you know i mean two nights ago i ran a, a, a call at 9:30 at night it was an hour call 9:30 to 10:30 that maxed out at 500 people which was yeah <laughs> astonishing like i ran this call and at 9:32 the call maxed out I was like, wait, what I, I my jaw, my jaw hit the floor. I started the call at nine 30 and instantly at nine 30, I was like, wait, there's 300 people on here. And within two minutes, the call went all the way up to 500. So it's insane. But you know what? Those, those people that show up is what's building this foundation of just women working from home. And so, you know, Mm -hmm. I, I run these training calls where I tell them, listen, this is a business you have to want it, you know, to, to get it. This, you have to have the passion behind it. It is a simple thing. But it's not an easy thing. It's very simple. You know, I talked about the product all on social media. Um, I talked to the, to, about the product to the people in my network, you know, the people that I know, the, the friends that I have, the coworkers that I had, um, uh, you know, previously. I talked about the product. I was passionate about the product. I was excited to talk about it. A lot of girls have this comfort zone that when someone says, how are you? What's new? I'm good. Nothing really. You ask me what's new, and I'm like, I had 500 people on my training call. I'm selling shampoo. I got this card. Like, you know, any chance that I can get to talk about this, I do. And I think that that's really important for a lot of people to realize is that they they don't talk about it unless they're asked about it. And I, I, yeah. I mean, I'm sitting here right now. You can't see me, but I'm wearing a Monate hat right now. My forehead says Monet right now. Like <laughs> I am, I'm the poster child of this business. And so I think that that's how you need to be to get to mm-hmm. this point. You know,
0: dude, fuck yes. And I love that you kind of touched on you know the fact of like you gotta want mm-hmm. it. I feel like that's the other thing too when we talk about you know, network marketing, or we talk about, you know, this opportunity is that some people think, okay, well, look at this is just so easy, you know, or, and then it, and then they don't work mm-hmm. at it or they don't put their whole, you know, passion behind it. And then it doesn't go anywhere and they're like, oh, it's, you know, it's a bus. And right. It's like, well, wait a minute. You know, it's only going to work as hard as you're going to Right.
1: Work. And and this is something that I did say on the training call the other night is that, like I said, I've had a lot of people fall off and you know what they say to me? The business isn't working for me. It's not working. And you know what I say to them? And this is what I told the girls on the call the other night to make sure that they say moving forward, this business is not going to work for you you have to work for the business monate is not going to get easier for you you have to work harder for Monet, point blank, period. You know, if it's not working, quote, quote, for you, you have to work for the business. They're not going to lessen, you know, th- they're not going to make the prices cheaper. They're not going to ruin the quality of our product to sell a lower price point to make more people buy it. They're not going to make qualifications easier to get on a free trip. They're not going to make you sell less products so that they could just hand you a free car. It's never going to happen. You have to work for it. You yeah. have to earn it so so you, if you want the business to work for you, then you better get out there and work for the business. You got to work harder. It's not going to make itself easier.
0: Dude. I freaking love this. Amen, sister. Preach. <laughs> Preach it.
1: And that goes toward anything in life, you know? Like, you're not going to get a raise at your job by sitting around and doing the bare minimum. You're going to get a raise at your job, you know, if you have a standard, you know, nine to five job, you're going to get a raise at your job if you're exceeding the expectations of your boss, if you're going above and beyond at your job and and your boss is like, okay, it, you know, you deserve more pay, but you're not going to earn that, you know, if you just sit around and wait for things to happen, you know, you got, you got to be chasing the business. The business is not going to chase you.
0: Yes. I freaking love that. So tell me a little bit too, because I really want to hear about how, you know, your Instagram kind of plays into this networking marketing or what you've seen Mm -hmm. girls leveraging social media to grow their businesses. Is it just like promoting Monet or is there like a certain, like, how do you guys do it all through social media? Cause it seems like it's pretty social media heavy.
1: Yeah. You know, we are social media heavy, but I will say social media has allowed us to tie in real in-person things. And what I mean when I say that is I just moved to Tampa. Okay. And I am building this team and we're calling it the Tampa takeover. So the Tampa takeover is something we put on events pretty much every weekend, or we'll do happy hours during the week, or we'll do lunches, but we're doing something nonstop. And what, what social media has allowed is yes, I'm building this in-person, you know, girl gang, but social media is what's creating the FOMO, you know, social media is what's creating, we're marketing these in-person things online. Okay, so it's kind of tying in. So in the beginning, yes, my entire business was run strictly through social media based on just me recording videos of myself using the product, me, you know, showcasing girls who have experienced something amazing as a result of the business or as a result of the product, you know, showcasing those things strictly through just photos and videos online. But now what I'm really utilizing my social media for is to create the FOMO and create, you know that, that aspect of a girl gang that people are seeing meeting up in person and we are having fun, but we're making money. You know, when when people say, I don't get it, how do you go to pool parties and make money? I go to these pool parties or I go to these events. I'm marketing this business. I get people interested, whether they just buy the shampoo or whether they, they, you know, sign up and, and start working with me. It's, it's producing, you know, residual income because we're nonstop, we're nonstop, we're nonstop, we're always out, we're always marketing. And, and even if that day, you know, didn't result in necessarily sales or didn't result in new people joining, we leave our business cards around the people that are around. We, we engage with, we get their Instagram, we start engaging with them on Instagram. It's all about the long We are not short-term thinkers. Yes. Maybe we might put on an event and say no one showed up except for us. No one knows that, you know, no one knows that they see us having fun and they see, wow, I want to be a part of that. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, we leave, we, we get in touch with people. We, we mark our territory everywhere we go and say that some, someone that we met at an an event, who's a complete outsider ends up following us on Instagram. They might not have might not have realized what we were there for. They might've thought we were there for a freaking birthday party, but now they're following me on Instagram. Them, and now you know we connect and now they see what I'm doing and they reach out like wait this was you guys all were business partners you guys all work together the girls mm-hmm. that I met like what do you guys do you know
0: yeah dude I mean that's honestly like it, it, it has such a natural like feel to it mm-hmm. right and you're like yeah dude we're out here having fun we yeah. take gas we make money yeah we're we're living our best damn lives mm-hmm. I love that. So tell me what keeps, what's all this passion coming from Vic? Like, where is it all coming from? What keeps you kind of driven every single day to do this? Cause I mean, like I said, this is not something where you can just kind of let it go leave it on autopilot like you're kind of oh, hustling yeah. every single day yeah. so where does all that passion come
1: from so it, i i like that you asked that and i'm going to i'm going to give you a very raw and a very real answer because this mm. is something that i talked about on my on the big training call that i did the other day i actually asked everybody on the call what drives you you know what what are you passionate about that makes you work as hard as you work every day and i'm going to be honest with you i'm a very money driven person And there have been some people that have even, even, you know, just don't like that about me. And they say, Oh, well you, you are so money. You just care about money, money, money. And I'm like, I really, I do. It's true because Mm -hmm. I never grew up with money. And I'm not saying that I had some hard lifestyle because I, I never, I never did. My parents always sent me to amazing schools, um, they paid a lot of money for my education. I always, you know, I always had, uh, you know, things that I needed. So I'm not going to say I was some poor kid growing up, but I always looked at my friends that had more that went on vacations. You know, I, I didn't come from a family that went on vacations and we didn't do these things and we didn't have, you know, a big house and that's fine. We didn't have those things. And that's, perfectly okay. We were an average family, but at this age, I, I want my, I want my future family to have everything, everything. Yeah. And, and that could sound however anybody, you know, wants to take it, but I want my, my kids and, and, you know, my future to, to include every, every possible thing that I can provide for them. I never want to be struggling. I want to be like that power couple that, you know, and I'm single because I, I yeah. n- have not met someone that's on my level yet. Um, <laughs> I want, you know, to have me and my, you know, future husband that can have kids that can travel the world and can experience, you know, things and, and, I I just want it all. I just want everything. And you know what? There there might be some people who say, well, that doesn't provide, you know, a a lifetime of happiness. You you don't know. We never know. We will see. But I am a very money-driven person. And so for me, you know, the money that I have made from this business has allowed me thus far to change my life for the better. When I joined this business, I did not have the money to invest. Okay. I didn't have the money to invest into the business. And so it got to a point where I didn't have a savings account because the money that I was making was enough, just enough for me to have just, just enough for me to do the things that I needed to do on a daily basis. You know, like I, I didn't have the money that I could save to go to vacation and to travel and, and to, and to buy nice clothes and to buy whatever the case is. I didn't have savings. I had nothing else other than my paycheck went towards what I was doing for that week. And so I got to a point where I was like, this is an unacceptable lifestyle for me. And, and that's how, you know, growing up, that's kind of how my parents were, you know, we lived, you know, based on just what they had at the moment, there was no extras, there was no room for extras. And so I was like, I want the extras, you know, I want these things. And so now that I've joined this business, you know, I was able to move out of my house. I, I, I moved to Florida. I have the extras that I've wanted at least, you know, so far. And I'm just realizing what having a really comfortable income can really do for you. And, and it really can just change your life. You know, it can make make you just so much more comfortable on a daily basis with knowing like I can afford that and not feel guilty about it. You know, I can do this and not feel bad about spending my money on it. I can go on this vacation and not worry about paying my rent, you know? does that all make sense like i don't want to sound like selfish and and things like that but i just really am so it's easy to be passionate about something honestly when the money is changing your life dude
0: i think listen you know we're in this really interesting time and we're actually kind of gonna, gonna kind of lead into this next question but you know, we're in this really interesting time where you're seeing all of these people, actually, there's almost been like a like an explosion of self-started businesses, right? Or people working for themselves. Mm-hmm. And, right. you know, I don't think being money-driven, my best friend is money-driven. She's the one that came into my business and helped me redevelop my marketing agency to make it profitable and sustainable and scale it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's, I think too, at the end of the day, like if you're not working toward what you want, if you're not, like, if you're like, You're worried about what the fuck other people think or what they're doing. Dude, you're never going to, you're never going to satisfy or feed yourself. And like you said, that, that passion being like, look, dude, like I created this, I'm money driven, but now I get to kind of relax in my work because I worked so hard, you know, I finally got what I deserved, you know, and now I'm living this life that I've dreamed of dude, that's, that's the American dream. That's what we're all working to achieve. Absolutely. And
1: that's, that's what I'm trying to now implement on, you know, the women and the girls that I have brought onto this. Like I, listen, I've got to a point where I, I'm making the money that these girls are dreaming about making. And so now for me, my goal is to make them that same money. You know, like I want them to be able to say, whether, you know, this girl, Victoria, or this this business changed my life. You know, I want them to say this is what changed my life because I can confidently say that Monet has changed my life in more ways than one, more ways than just money. I mean, listen, I love... Love, love the products, but I, I was saying on the call the other day, Monet can change what their main their main thing. They could come in and now bring in makeup. They could bring in skincare. They can bring in whatever else. And I'm still gonna stand by the company because it's, it's, this is the company that I am passionate about because I'm just so passionate about the people running the business, you know, the entire company, the story behind the company, there might be someone who says they're just in it for the hair products. You know, I just love the hair products and maybe, if Monate ever dropped the hair products, they wouldn't stay with the company. You know what I mean? And that's fine. Maybe they'd say, I want to go to a different hair company because hair care is what I'm passionate about. Everyone has their own thing that drives them. And so for me, it's like this company is just for me, a no brainer. And so I'm like, whatever route they go, like I'm on it. I'm, I'm here for that end game. Like I'm in it for the long haul with Monate,
0: Dude, I love that so much. And so let's, let's dive in here. So you know, we're, we're in this time, right. Where, you know, we have these kind of influencers, right. This, this whole podcast is called under the influence, not because I like wine, but because we're talking about influencers, (laughs) right. And, you know, kind of this whole new generation of people obtaining these large amounts of audiences. Like even you were saying, Mm -hmm. you went on a call with 500 people. That's fucking insane. I didn't even know Google Mm -hmm. calls could do that. So, (laughs) yeah, So I want to talk about What do you think of this whole trend? What do you think about, you know, the fact that we're able to tap into so many different audiences via social media and being able to create businesses because of these audiences?
1: I think that it's fantastic. I think that we are changing the game of sales. I mean, look in general at at what Netflix has turned into and how has Netflix and who turned into the things that it's turned into because people talk about it. You know, like because online, you know, this whole online Netflix put blockbuster out of business, you know, Airbnb is putting hotels at business. These online sales are coming from people, one, talking about something that they love. You know, you talk about this, this. A movie on netflix that you watched and everybody goes and watches that movie you know they're oh, yeah. driving sales to netflix now you talk about this amazing stay at an airbnb that you had on your story someone go stay in that airbnb because it's all online selling this social selling is taking over i i'm pretty sure that a lot more stores in the next five years are just going to go out of business i think standing like store storefronts are are a lot of them are on their way out. And I think a lot of clothing stores and and, and beauty stores are going to eventually just be strictly online. I mean, le- let's be real. Le- whether you love or hate, let's look at Kylie Jenner and look at the life that she created for herself on a freaking Instagram account, okay? Dude, whether whether you love or hate the Kardashians, you want to say what you want to say. I mean, no, I don't see anybody else being a billionaire off of instagram posting about you know skincare or whatever she what however she even became a billionaire makeup whatever you know like it it's real social selling is real and i think everybody whether they want to admit it or not has an influence over people on social media even if you have 300 instagram followers you make a a recipe a good recipe you know my mom Mm -hmm. will post it on Instagram. Five of her friends will ask what the recipe is, and then they'll go out and make that same recipe. You dude, know, like all
0: your recipes. I'm like, yo, Vic, what, what the oh, hell? Yeah. I influenced
1: <laughs> you to make vodka sauce a couple weeks ago. How'd that go,
0: dude? It was unreal. I mean, my boyfriend's <laughs> Italian. He was like, damn. He was <laughs> like, this is good. <laughs>
1: um, but yeah, it's just real everyday things are 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 becoming a means of influencing, and I think that it's amazing because people can really turn it into an income. I mean, even down to things like recipes, there are now, you know, influencers that are making, you know, cookbooks and making, you know, like making money off of, you know, like fitness people that are making money off of making meal plans or making workouts. You are allowed, you know, this Instagram is allowing you to make money off of what you're passionate about. And what you love, which is, I think, the most important thing, because like I kind of said before, we were programmed to grow up and go to school, get a job for the man and make the man rich, you know, make a CEO travel the world. How many people even ever met the CEO or the president of their company? Not many people, you know, but now you this social media lifestyle is allowing people to make money off of things that they love, things that, that they've done as a hobby, things that, you know, they might've been loving since they're five years old and now they're in their twenties, they're in their thirties and finally becoming a real income producing thing for them.
0: I think that's freaking amazing, dude. And I I mean, dude, I, I totally believe it. I love that you call it social selling. That's honestly been a first that I've heard on this podcast, but it's, that is the most perfect way to put it. And
1: Mm-hmm. It, it is it yeah, really and is I, I
0: mean I, I even I love that you already kind of went into this fact of like you know this brick and mortar you know kind of meets this online selling business because my next question is going to be where do you see social media going
1: you know social media is ever-changing right so we've gone through myspace we've gone through facebook now we're at instagram you know who knows how long Instagram is here to stay, but I think that this is just the beginning for social media. And I know that it's becoming a bigger and bigger thing, but I mean, listen, I don't know if you've, if you've or if you've said this, I mean, the influencer industry on Instagram is a, over a billion dollar industry at this point. Influencers together have produced themselves more than a million, a billion dollars in income. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, you know, through brand deals and this and that, I think that, what Instagram is, is going, is getting after is let's, let's use revolve for an example. Okay. I think, that, I think that revolve and is the future of social media. And what I mean, when I say that is they are building this presence in real life, mm-hmm. like these girls that they're sending all around the world, right. You know, revolve around the world and that they're sending on these trips and revolve summer and revolve, whatever they're building this, you know, and this is pretty much like what we're doing with our business now. I mean, not on the same scale, but at least not yet. I mean, they're building this, uh, lifestyle that is, is turning social media into kind of like a, like a fantasy, like does that make sense? Like they're seeing these girls, you know, these picture perfect girls that are traveling the world and doing these things. And it's kind of like a, like I wish that that was my lifestyle type of thing. And I think that every brand is going to get on that bandwagon soon and start and start really paying these influencers to, you know, I think commercials are going to be done. I think uh, magazine ads are going to be done. I think it's really going to turn into influencers becoming the highest paid forms of models all on social media, like what Revolve is doing. I think people are going to follow that lead soon enough. And I think that, you know, I think it could be the end uh, for some brands of doing like things like fashion shows and things like catalogs and, and whatever the case is, I Mm -hmm. think social media is really going to turn up eventually into being the full you know, way of of marketing, advertising, and I think influencers and, and social media is gonna be probably the number one way to produce income in the near future. I, I think that Revolve is just starting something that's gonna be huge. Dude. And that's like what we're trying to do here with these events that we're doing. I mean, like I said, we are not on the same scale as Revolve right now, but you know, you got to start somewhere.
0: (laughs) I mean, absolutely. And I feel like too, like you, you're kind of nailing it right on the head, right? Like you, you talked about creating this FOMO and you know, now you have, I mean, even down here in San Diego, we just had like Comic-Con, right? You have these insane experimental marketing tactics where people are actually creating these experiences you know, mm-hmm. for people to come experience, but also to the kind of under underlying factor is so that they share it to their audiences on social media. It's that Instagrammable mm-hmm. moment. It's that, you know, experience that you want to share with your followers because something with the brand is doing something so fucking cool that you're right. excited about it.
1: Right. And I think, I think that that's, that's the path that, you know, something like Revolve and, and these soon to be brands are on is that they want people to, you know, okay. Think about a picture perfect, uh, magazine, you know, like a little ad, like say whoever Kendall Jenner, whoever, whoever the model could be, you know, you see the perfect skin, the jewelry, it's mm-hmm. not, that's never been, you know, real life like that, that amazing picture, perfect, what do you call airbrushed look that's never been real mm-hmm. life. So I think that, that where they're they're just really doing that same same thing, but in more of a way that makes people want it. Like I don't think that anyone anyone looks at a picture of Kendall Jenner in People magazine uh, wearing a a watch and is like, I want that watch because of this photo of Kendall Jenner in this magazine. Like, I don't think that that's a real thing. I really don't. I think that if you see a video of these girls enjoying their vacation and having fun and being giddy and this and that, and it's all for a watch brand that would send me to the website to look at these watches, Mm -hmm. you know?
0: Absolutely, dude. So let's tell me like, if you could give one of your best Tips, whether that's in influence or influence. Yeah, that works. Social media or in business, what would be like your best tip to give our audience?
1: Okay. Let me, let me really think about this one because my best tip. All right. I have, I have a lot of, a lot of tips. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to tell you that I run a lot of training calls. Love it. So I'm going to say this, and this, this might not be the one that really, really answers your full question. I'll give a second one that'll answer your real question, but I'm going to say, I'm going to give you this little quote that I said on my call the other night, which is a quote that I pretty much made up um, the day of the call. I was saying it to the girls in the sense of this was a matter of, you know, this is more business oriented of like building your team, you know, like building, building your dream team. And so this, this tip, this quote is the day you accept an excuse is the day you must expect excuses. And what Mm -hmm. I mean when I say that is for business owners, if someone doesn't want to, you know, join your wave, like ride your wave with you and join your business and they give you an excuse and kind of in in the way of, of beating around the bush of, of telling you that, like, they're going to join, you know, they're going to do it, but not right now because I got this going on. I got that going on. And you accept that and you say, okay, that's fine. You let me know. You better be ready to expect a lot more excuses where that comes, comes from, you know, excuse number two is already formulating in their head. Excuse number three is right around the corner and excuse number four is down the block. You know, like, so for women that are trying to build businesses, you cannot accept excuses. You have to stay in control of your business, you know, and if someone gives you an excuse, then you just tell them, you know what? I don't think that we're a good fit for each other, you know? And so with these with these businesses, you're going to have a lot of people that give you excuses as to why it's not working, why I can't do this. Don't accept those excuses because then you need then you better be expecting a lot more where that came from. Does that make sense? I
0: love that, dude. I think that, I mean, yeah, hell yeah. I like that you said too, you got to stay in control of your business.
1: Yeah, yeah. And as far as influencing goes, I mean, just my best tip in general, just for anybody out there trying to just do their thing on social media, if you're not passionate about it, if you're not excited about it, if your whole heart and soul and everything is not in what you're doing, no one's going to buy from you. No one's going to believe you. They're Mm going to know. You know, I see right through it when even girls on my own team, I'll literally text them and be like, delete your story. Posting pictures of bottles of shampoo is not going to make somebody buy your shampoo, but showing your face, talking about what the shampoo has done for you is what's going to make somebody buy your shampoo. You know, if you're not, if you're not talking with that passion or, or that love for your, what you're selling, um, if you're not excited about it, if it's not showing on your face, then, then, then don't, don't expect Y- you know your influence to really influence anybody.
0: Amen, sister. Hey, man. <laughs> How does that How strike that? you? <laughs>
1: that's
0: some big Vic energy, baby. Yeah, that's
1: that big Vic energy. That's for sure. My girls love that. <laughs> my girls love that.
0: Dude, I love it. <laughs> all right, we're gonna jump into some rapid fire. This is one of my favorites, and I'm stoked to do it with you because I'm I'm ready to hear all the greatest things you got. All like. right, let's hear it. All right. What is your favorite Instagram to stalk? My
1: favorite Instagram to stock. Oh, I hate to keep saying revolve, but revolve. And I'll say, <laughs> I'm going to say revolve because revolve leads me to a mil- like a plethora of tons of different Instagram pages. You know, they're always following, they're always posting different people. So I like revolve because I find new people on there too.
0: Yeah, dude, that's actually like such a great way to connect yeah. with other people and especially to find new audiences I will, I will
1: say that, I like my, that my my backup Instagram that I tend to find myself on more often than I'd like to admit is The Bachelorette's Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> ABC, whatever they're at, The Bachelorette. I, I I tend to follow along with that a little You're bit. Right, I, I know,
0: Batch Nation, how can you not? Do it? Everyone loves it. All right, what about your uh, go-to self-love or wellness practice?
1: This is gonna sound a little odd, but taking a nap. (laughs) Why is that
0: odd? I love
1: that. (laughs) Because I feel like it's not what you what somebody might think and it sounds a little lazy of me, but I just love I love when I can just when I'm not not feeling it and I'm like, I'm not vibing with this energy of today. Like right now, I'm gonna (laughs) go take a nap and then I'm gonna (laughs) refuel and I'll feel better.
0: Dude, I love that. No, naps are life. Nap it, like, I love naps. I know. Like, I was such a napper in college because I would yep. just, like, get a quick 30 in between classes. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've even thought about putting a futon in the office. It's probably not far off.
1: Oh, my gosh. You know what, girl? Once once you you feel like you're at the point where, you know, I'm making enough money to do this, get that futon and lay down. <laughs>
0: <laughs> lay my ass in This is a work day, man. I love it. All right. What about your uh, go-to cocktail?
1: Um, Does a Bloody Mary count as a cocktail?
0: Oh, my God. I love you. Okay, perfect. Bloody Mary. (laughs) As spicy as it can get. You got to tell me. Yeah. What's the toppings? What's the situation? I like a
1: very spicy Bloody Mary with um, a pickle. Okay. And celery.
0: Okay, girl.
1: No olives. And a lot of spice around the edges.
0: No olives.
1: Oh, yeah. Olives. Okay. I've had one with a pillow and it changed the game.
0: Yeah. But I
1: I mean, like I'll put like the entire jar of olives in it.
0: Oh my gosh. Have you ever had a, have you ever had a pickleback? Of course. Are you a fan of picklebacks?
1: On St. Patrick's day. I am. (laughs) (laughs) Dude.
0: I love it. I love it.
1: The go-to shot on St. Patrick's day.
0: Go-to shot pickleback. I'll go to cocktail bloody Mary. Great. Okay. What about your favorite weird ass fashion trend right now? What are you super into? What's super weird?
1: Okay. Something that I'm super into that's weird. Oh,
0: like some people are like the dad shoes. Some people are like the visors. Like what's yours?
1: You know, I can't get into the visors thing. I really, I can't, mm. I can't get into the visors thing. I feel like what's, what's really a, a, a thing right now is, is like these butterfly clips and these like n- the, the nineties clips and, and like the barrettes and all the, those things. I, like, you you know what I'm talking about? Like,
0: yeah, like the giant pearl barrettes that are like, yeah. the, looks like you'd put it on your five-year-old, but everyone's wearing Right,
1: it. right, right. <laughs> I think I might've, I might've tried it out once, but I, I look already 12, so I, I can't, I can't hop on that bandwagon because then people are going to start IDing me when I walk into the store. So
0: do not look like I'm going
1: to, <laughs> I'm going to say, uh, the, the, the clips, the butter, like I like it on other people, but I can't do it. It's a little too no, weird for I, me. I think
0: you do. I wear them. I have a girlfriend that just ha- just started selling them out of San Diego and I have a couple from her and I wear them, dude, probably once. Selling a week. the clips. Yeah. She sells the clips and big, huh, big hair scrunchies. Like, you know, like the 90s hair scrunchies.
1: Big scrunchies are what I was going to say first, but I didn't know if that was just something that I've been seeing or if that's actually a trend. Because I I see this literally like girls' Instagram photos. It's on their wrist even.
0: No, dude. Yeah, it's like a thing. It's back. Like, I've seen it literally styled with like nice outfits. Like, they're like rocking like a satin scrunchie on their wrist. Huh. All
1: right.
0: All right. What about your favorite reality TV show?
1: definitely the bachelor franchise any any whichever one is on at the moment so right now bachelor in paradise is my favorite but my what i've been addicted to at the moment is watching the uk love island on hulu what oh it's good it's good
0: oh my gosh and that's on hulu
1: it's on Hulu because it's from the UK. So obviously we don't have access to the UK channels right now, but you can watch it on Hulu. Watch Love Island and in parentheses, it'll say UK. And I'm currently watching, I'm weird. I started from the, like, I'm starting from the current season working my way backwards. So I'm on season five right now. So I don't know why I did it like that. <laughs> I, I, I do things really odd, but yeah, I'm currently watching the the most recent season of Love Island and I can't wait to get to season four.
0: (laughs) I love it. All right. What about your favorite podcast right now?
1: The morning toast is my favorite podcast. Are you familiar?
0: Dude, I love them.
1: Okay. Yeah. Sometimes I say, and people are like, I don't, I'm not sure. And it's interesting. And you know why? Because one, I don't watch a lot of the things that they watch. Like I don't watch Bravo
0: yeah. See, I'm a huge Bravo girl. I think I that's don't,
1: what I love. I don't watch Bravo. And so when they talk about those things, I have to skip over it. But they just crack me up. They they make me laugh so hard, and especially in Bachelor season. I should probably have said that my favorite podcast is something business oriented, but I'm gonna give you the truth. Is that, <laughs> that. I do? Li- I listen to like ten podcasts like a week, like maybe maybe more than that. I listen to a new podcast every day. Sometimes d- different ones more than once. That the Morning Toast is something that I just I can't. I, I've been, well, I've been an OG since they were the morning breath. So
0: I love that. Yeah. I love, I didn't even know they were called the morning breath. Yeah.
1: That's oh so yeah. No, yeah. Th- that was, I know that was their original show and then they changed up everything. So now, now they're superb.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah. Dude, I, if I, if I need a, like a, my daily dose of like pop culture, that's where I'm, that's where I'm headed. Yeah, For sure. Okay. What about exactly. your favorite influencer or business owner?
1: Okay. So I'm going to say my upline in the business, Jacqueline, her name is Jacqueline Ortega. She is actually the person, the reason why I joined Monet. Um, she didn't bring me in, which I really wish that she did, but I watched a video of her when I, when I was, you know, being joined into the business, Uh, they sent me a video of her Mm -hmm. and, from that day, which was, you know, over a year and a half ago at this point to now, I have never stopped learning from her and just being inspired by her. Like she is, she's goals. Like she, she's not like an influencer that has a hundred thousand followers. You know, she has like 10,000 followers on Instagram, maybe more than that, but she truly influences people truly want a piece of her pie. And she just has that, you know, she's an amazing businesswoman and she's just really freaking good at what she does, really good at what she does. And, she, and we're actually good friends now, which is funny because a year and a half ago, I would have, uh, you know, <laughs> let her punch me in the face and I would have said thank you. <laughs> now I'd probably punch her back, but, you know, she, we're friends now, but she's my upline and she, you know, aside from being friends, I really do learn a lot from her in this business.
0: Dude, I love that. That's amazing. I love that that reference too. I mean, I'd let a couple people punch me in the face at her idols for sure.
1: And yeah, <laughs> exactly. And I'd be like, thank you for touching me.
0: <laughs> All right. And you've been freaking amazing. I love it. I love the big, I had so much dude, fun. It's big, big energy. It's here. I, I do uh, have one last question for you though. Right? This this is it. This is, this is what this podcast is all about. But what does influence mean to you?
1: Influence to me means impacting and changing the lives of other people in a positive way. I don't, I don't believe, you know, yes, there can be negative influences on people, but I don't believe that that will ever, you know, end up long-term. I think a positive influence, a positive impact, changing someone's life can, maybe start today, but it can last for the rest of your life. Yeah.
0: Wow, dude, you've freaking nailed it. I love that you talked about the, I love that you said it's a positive impact. It's not just an Mm -hmm. impact, but if you're changing someone's life for the better. Yeah.
1: I believe that people can be influenced and, and that, that single spark can change their life.
0: Dude. Right on. Vic, you're amazing. Thanks so much. Where can we find you? Where can our listeners find you? Drop all the handles, do all the plugs.
1: All right. You can find me anywhere at Vic.Alario. V I C dot lario Anywhere. YouTube, Instagram. That's, that's where I'm at.
0: Dude, love it. Follow her. Sign up for some Monet if you want to <laughs> be freaking mentored by the girl boss herself. And thanks so much for going under the influence. Thank you
1: so much for having me. I really, really appreciate it. And I had so much fun talking
0: to you. All right, dude. Well, all right. We'll catch you soon. All right. Bye.